2: You know, our main objective is uh, the way we, we are and behave ourselves and that has to be the same as we, we had on
1: uh, on Sunday against Hearts. What we've got to do is make sure we expect uh, you know, to, for them to be at their best and at their best, as I said, they can trouble anyone.
3: The Good Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Davey Proven. Listen live weeknights from 5. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go!
4: So they're all playing tonight. Celtic and Aberdeen. They've lost only once in 25 games in all tournaments. Top of the table, 54 goals, four, only three conceded. Rangers, the champions, just one point behind. Tonight, again, without Ryan Jack, with injury, Aaron Ramsey starts on the bench. 13 games to go. Barry Ferguson couldn't be tighter. We see it up there. It's a £40 million match tonight.
5: Yeah, listen, listen... At least Rangers showed the reaction in Sunday after the the shocking performance against Celtic certainly in the, the first half um, and it was all about the reaction I, I said that the fans would have went to Ibrox on in, in Sunday expecting and demanding a good result and certainly Rangers put on a, a performance um, and as I said the difference that Morelos made um, I thought that was his best game in the Rangers jersey um, looked fit, looked hungry so it's important Rangers continue that sort of performance um, against Hibs tonight. Going to ask you about Alfredo Morelos in a moment or two. Davie Province, Celtic started the season.
4: Nobody thought they could mm. win it, but obviously now it's theirs to lose, given that they're one point ahead. Another huge match tonight after a resounding win away on Sunday.
6: Yeah, I think a hugely difficult match tonight. I know Aberdeen aren't playing particularly well right now, but they'll raise their game for, for Celtic's visit. And I think if you look at the Aberdeen team you know, individually they've got loads of quality uh, I'm not sure why they're not punching their weight but this will be a hugely tricky game for Celtic I'm sure Robert Snodgrass mentioned
4: as a target of Aberdeen no word yet we're keeping an eye on that Barry, could he do a job for them the ex-West Ham United and West Brom player?
5: Yeah, I'm surprised to see him being freed yeah. by West Brom Um yeah, look Snodgrass is a, a quality player look, he's an international um, albeit he's not played for a, a while but he's got a terrific left foot and he's a game changer so I understand um, the reasons behind Aberdeen wanting to bring that type of player in other games tonight the Saints are playing at Paisley St Mirren against St
4: Johnson uh, Ross County against Livingston Hearts against Dundee Dundee United against Motherwell Uh, Davey we're going to major obviously on the Rangers game and on the Celtic game tonight but what about Jim Goodwin he with some justification he felt a bit disrespected by the Hibs manager
6: well listen I'm a Sean Maloney fan I've got a lot of time for him I think he's a really bright young manager um, but I thought it was out of order to suggest, having lost the game, that his team could have scored three, four, five. I understand completely why Jim Goodwin uh, was annoyed by that remark, and I think Jim Goodwin, to be fair, was reasonably constrained when he was asked about it. You know, he, I think he w- would have been more than entitled to have a pop at Sean. The two of them go back a long way. They were mm. came through at Celtic together as 15, 16-year-olds, so maybe that was one of the reasons why Jim didn't kick off, but. I think, in hindsight, Sean will feel like he, he should have reined it in a wee bit. Since Marin fans, what do you think? Are you
4: underestimated and largely ignored? Give us a call, 0808 17 17 700. Biggest topic, uh, talking point of the last 24 hours, though, has been about Kurt Zuma and the, you know, the appalling video of what he did with the Cats. He played last night, huge controversy, and in the last hour, West Ham United barrier, finding him two weeks wages, a uh, quarter of a million pounds.
5: And so they should. Mm-hmm. Um I couldn't believe what I uh, what I watched. Um, I'm a pet lover, right, to be honest with you. Mm. I, I, I don't know how anybody be, could be uh, cruel to pets, but when I watched the video, I was sickened. Um, I've been honest mm. with you. Where's Tam? Um, are doing the right thing in, in finding them? I see Adidas. Um, I've stopped the sponsorship of them. Um, I'm, I suppose that would have been his boot sponsor. Mm. Um, but look, shocking images. Um, what I've seen and listen, he's he's got to take the punishment. David beggars belief, doesn't it? To do that. Yeah,
6: to... yeah. Listen, if it was up to me, he'd be in the jail tonight. Um, but I do understand why David Moyes played him last night. I think David was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. If if he had left him out last night and West Ham had lost, then he's got to answer to Can Brady and David Gold and Mr Sullivan, the people who own the club. Who are desperate to see West Ham qualifying for a Champions League place? Uh, they played them and they won the game, and now I think they've taken the appropriate action. Um, but uh, you know, whatever action they take, finding footballers these days is is a token gesture given uh, the money the money they're earning. Um, and you know, I'm. There's part of me that's quite glad to see the, the stick he's getting from West Ham fans for, for what was an absolute despicable thing to do.
4: Booed last night uh, throughout the Not game. Enough. And so he should be. Yeah. And I thought that the owners today passed the buck to the manager because a lot of the attention now is in the club's response by playing I mean, They've obviously said, oh, it's the manager. But uh, David Moyes said he also, I mean, who couldn't care about... Cats. You, of course you would you'd, any kind of action like that you would be appalled and he said that but he said as the team manager I played them, but they should have I mean they passed the buck to the manager yeah of course
6: yeah. they did and you know it's the player who should take the punishment here yeah. had David Moyes left him out he punishes mm. he punishes the West Ham team he punishes the West Ham supporters and he affects obviously their chances of qualifying for the, the, the Champions League only one person to blame here Uh, And that's Zuma. Um, And it was great to see he was roundly booed last night. And Barry. The the
5: only good thing that's come out of it is the the money that he's been fined. uh, A quarter of a million pound is going to animal welfare charities. Yep. Um, So that's the best thing that could um, happen. But I'm like, everybody, when when I watched it, I couldn't believe Mm. what I was seeing. How you can be cruel to um, a cat like that. Um, No matter what animal. Um, It was just shocking images. And as I said, West Ham... I've done the, the correct thing and fine him. Will it affect him? Davey's right. A couple of weeks wages. Mm. Um, but I, I just I don't know how to describe it when I watched it's, it it was just sickening. Yeah. yeah, I was I, I, just I think
6: the i have got the two cats now he should never be allowed to keep an animal again mm. as long as he lives. Yeah. If he lives to his 100 he should never be allowed mm. anywhere near a, a dumb animal again. And the thing is Davey you know Barry as well Players do a lot of good in the communities, and yeah. that just
4: completely is ridiculous. They look privileged, they look bloated, they're overpaid. But you,
6: you know, you don't mind paying them uh, for if they perform for the club, yeah. but also do some I'll, good things. Out I also there. think supporters are a bit sickened at the moment with the game, Paul. Yeah. When they look at the behaviour of players sure. at the moment, there's a real morality yeah. issue, uh, and I think I think supporters are getting a bit fed up with it. You know, supporters feeling they're above the law mm. and that the. They make their own moral code. Um, yeah. and, and Zuma is a good example of that.
5: A Zuma, isn't he?
6: I
4: yeah, mean, totally out of church. Touch. Yeah. Yeah.
5: You've summed it up perfectly. That's it.
4: Barry, I'm going to ask you something. What about uh, Alfredo Morelos? He's back right on form at the weekend. Um, you, know, you and Davey chatting just beforehand. What a comeback for Rangers after the 3 0 thumping of last Wednesday in the East End. Alfredo Morelos, what, 18 months to go in the contract? What's happening behind the scenes? Is there a new one for him?
5: Yeah, well, he's, I'm sure Rangers would be desperate. Look, I understand all footballers want to play in the top leagues, um, but look, I think he feels a love it at Rangers. You see what the fans think of him. When he's on that type of forum, Paul, um, I thought on in, in Sunday, I've always been a fan of him. I just think he looks the fittest I've seen him. He's clearly looking after himself and he's reaping the benefits of that because I thought his performance, his all-round play... Link-up play, work rate, got the two goals, um, two good finishes. He's, he's just um, hes such an important player. The difference he made to Rangers. So I'm sure they'll be desperate to sit him down and and tie him on a, a longer-term contract. But that'll be down to the player. Does he want to stay? Does he want to move? Um, look, he's got a chance of winning trophies. He's got a chance of playing in the Champions League. Um, and also, he's playing in front of 50-odd thousand every second week. Um, so I would like to think that Rangers have got a good chance of keeping him because he's such an important player. Davey, what do you feel?
6: I, I would never criticise a player who's playing in Scotland who wants to play in England. I think, I think most players see themselves in England, most top players, and he comes into that bracket. But it would still make sense for Rangers to get him in a long-term contract because they protect his value then. And even if the boy does want to go in the future, if Rangers have got him in a long-term contract that suits everyone, he gets a nice rise in his wages right now and Rangers get top dollar when the time comes to sell. Him. His manager, GVB, has been speaking uh, about a new contract.
4: I
2: didn't have a chat with him about his long-term future, but uh, you know he's definitely a player who's important for us, uh, for the club as well. And uh, I think he's uh, he's enjoying his football at the moment. So uh, yeah, you know, if your players uh, out of contract next and after next season, of course, I think the, the talks will 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 happen uh, somewhere this year. To see how the future is um, for both sides. So, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm happy with Morelos and happy uh, with the performances he's um, he's putting. Uh, you know, putting it uh, on the pitch. So, um, you know, more than happy with him. And uh, contract-wise, yeah, we have to somewhere this this season. Uh, I think talks will begin.
6: Davy, what about Ryan Jack?
2: Disappointing that he's
6: going to miss tonight. Yeah. I don't know what the injury is, Paul. As long as it's not a recurrence of the, you know, the long-term one. Um, but I, I think we've said even with Christopher Julian, when you've been out for that length of time, you are going to pick up injuries on your way back. Um, but I, I think you only have to look at the impact that Ryan Jack had in the Old Firm game, and I, and I know the game was won by the time he, he came on, but he he, he drove Rangers like, like nobody else seems to be able to do. And if they can get him fit and get him a run of games, he'll be huge for them, Barry. You're a fan, we know.
4: Yeah, a, yep.
5: a big miss. Um, I watched the game on Sunday. Uh, I thought he was, again, um, very good in the, the centre of the park. I, I seen the tackle. He did go over on his ankle, but he, he continued. He played on. Mm. Um, so it doesn't look that it's going to be long-term. Um, it wasn't a reoccurrence He's he's older injury. Good. So hopefully, yep. he'll be back uh, in the next week or two because he's, as I said, Davey's right. Look, the game, the game was lost last week, but he came on, at least he showed a bit of urgency, he showed a bit of desire, and he's a real good football player. Um, and that carried on into the game against Hearts, so he'll be a big miss tonight. Um, but listen, hopefully he's back, if not the weekend, the following weekend. And here's the news on Aaron Ramsey. Doesn't start tonight. Oh, I don't think
2: he's, he's ready to, to start yet. I mean, you could see the difference when he came in and... Uh, Really, just joined the team sessions in training, and also his first minutes in the um, in the game uh, last Sunday. So, you know, Aaron is improving, uh, which will each day, and uh, you know, I think it's good to see the difference he already made in in a week, and uh, you know, he will become better and better. And uh, but starting a game for him is uh, is too soon, but uh, you know. As I said before, he will be closer in starting a game the, the more minutes he plays and the more sessions he has with the team.
4: Davy, are you surprised that he hasn't started yet? A
6: little bit, little bit. I,
2: I can see it's a bit catch-22
6: for, for Giovanni van Bronckhorst because the only way that Aaron Rams is going to get match fit is playing games. But if he's not ready to, to play games, then you could you could argue he's, he's a weak spot in the team until he is match fit. I thought he might have got him on quicker at the weekend against Hearts you know when the game's won get him on right away but I think he only got what the last 15 15 minutes or so Um, and that'll be the problem getting him up to speed Barry
5: Yeah I was surprised he he didn't come on earlier but listen Geo sees him day in day out I I would guess that he's probably doing a mini Mm -hmm. pre-season to make sure that he's he's fit and ready to go I think you'll see him tonight at some stage but certainly for me he starts at the weekend in, in the Scottish Cup um, away to Annan, um, not the nicest of places to go and, <laughs> yeah. and make your first competitive um, game but listen he needs to start playing because if Rangers get him back it, get him up to scratch in terms of fitness he could become a big player Barry was saying on Monday night but you've got a warm welcome from you know, the, the Annan club yeah. we've been down there a number of times and yeah. listen it's <laughs> small yeah. it's arse Tough. tough um, it's not the biggest of stadiums but the people that are involved with the club, they they couldn't make you feel any more welcome. So that's one thing Rangers will get when they go down there. They'll get a warm welcome, but it's different surroundings. Isn't it from, yeah, from... uh... Uh, UV to Annan, but that is football,
4: isn't it? Some night coming up tonight. Uh, we're looking forward to Aberdeen against Celtic, Rangers at home to Hebbs So there'll be thousands of you there. Take care tonight. See you. A bit of a storm coming in. Do we get? Is it every other day now we hear about storms as yeah. if we've never had them? We're running our names on. We? we are. I don't know what <laughs> this one is. Uh, Hearts against Dundee, Ross County, Livy and St Mirren against. St. Johnson. So Ange Postacoglu up at Petaudry and he remembers the the last trip
1: to the Aberdeen Grounds. I think we hadn't won away for quite a while preceding my time. So having, uh, you know, a a win away from home was important for us as a group, important for the club because it stops that narrative of us not being able to win. And when you do it at a tough place like Petaudry against a good side, then, you know, I think um, it does give you that sort of confidence that you can go away from home in a tough game and, and, and win. And at that, at that time, I it was obviously important because we we'd gone through a pretty sort of lean spell away from home. Even this year, you know, first three sort of away games didn't go well. Um, so it was important win. Uh, but you know, let's you know, what's with the fun stopping? We're allowed to celebrate a win. You know, we weren't breaking open champagne bottles. It was it was excitement that we won a game of football. 19 games undefeated
6: in the SPFL yeah. Davey it's a huge game tonight Barry mentioned it earlier looking forward to this one yeah I mean the Celtic's record is is brilliant if you go back to the game he's talking about Kyogo scored that night and at that time was Celtic's talisman they couldn't have done without him it's mm-hmm. different now they're getting goals from all over the team getting it from the two wide players they're getting it from midfield players um, and I, you know I, I think things looking really good for Celtic they've got the momentum they're getting players back fit and they're going to take a bit of stopping. It's amazing, isn't it, the way that the squad has turned around now. And who's going to drop out tonight? He's
4: got
5: yeah. options. Yeah, w- watching the game at Fir Park on in, in Sunday afternoon, it's the changes that he made. Um, it's not just bit park players that are coming on. It, it's guys that could easily play in the starting 11. So he's starting to assemble a really strong squad. Um, but that'll be a difficult game for Celtic tonight. I remember the last time they went up there, he changed it. He went with Beaton and Anne McGregor mm-hmm. in there, if you remember yeah. back. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what starting a living uh, Posta Koglu puts out. But now his, his squad is looking really strong and he, he can afford the luxury of making three or four changes because the quality that's going out is the same that's coming in. And Josep uh, Juranovic playing so well. And inevitably,
4: you know, speculation of down south and Leicester City mentioned again mm-hmm. as uh, interested. That's, the that's a good
6: thing for yeah. Celtic that that yeah. you know Leicester or, or anyone else is looking at their players. It means they're doing well, and that that is the that is the model. Bring them in. Um, I'm sure they would want to get another couple of seasons out of Juranovic, um, but you know he must be doing something right. I think most players who come into this country, and I think I would include Morelis in this, see the Scottish league as a, an in between before they go to England. Mm. The top players will end up in England. They always have. But I think the, the trick is to get two or three seasons out and then get top dollar if you can. Rangers fans, do you want the new contract soon
4: for Alfredo Morelos? And Celtic fans, what about Ange Postacoglu? I'm going to ask Davy and Barry, should there be a new, a longer or a bigger contract for the manager who's taking them to the top of the table?
3: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go
4: radio football show with the taxi centre so Kurt Zuma has been fined quarter of a million pounds a couple of weeks wages huge amount of money after that horrific video of what he did with the uh, the cat in the house the, the kitten outrageous and Barry you were just telling us because you go t- down to the cat and dog home at, down uh, near Bobble Bridge at Hamilton
5: yeah quite close to you that's where I got my first dog Paul um, and yeah. it cost me the eight pound a wee wired terrier and always pop in um, just to see what what it's about Um, because it's it's hard Mm. Um, they they find it hard to actually home Um, the dogs and the the cats but always take it when I'm passing by if it's open Mm. I popped my head in to have a wee look. What did, um, what did you call the pet? Was it Coisty or? No, Toby. To- Toby, right. I thought, maybe of... Toby, yep.
4: yeah, I thought it might be a big ranger's
5: name. wee <laughs> re- 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 Toby. No, got him um, when he was six years of age. And um, lasted how long? Yep, to 17. Wow. Um, ended up. Old age pension. Toothless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lost all his tooth. It'll happen to tooth you tooth one day. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah. that, that's why I always pop my head in. Of and course. As I said, listen, I love animals. Yeah. Dogs and cats, um, so you're quite right what you said, absolute sickening what what Zuma done uh is other headlines tonight. Well, we're just looking to see on the Rangers bench. It'll be Aaron
4: Ramsey. We heard that from the manager. And uh Ryan Jack is out, but hopefully he'll be back uh, for the weekend for the cup, and certainly for Borussia Dortmund next week. I see only 500 tickets, Davy, for the Rangers fans, the travelling fans. There's only 10,000 in the stadium over there. They've still got quite a bit of uh, curtailment because of COVID. Yeah,
6: yeah. Um I mean, they, they were they were getting huge crowds initially during COVID. They had they managed to get most of the ground open yeah. so I, I just don't think it's it's not the same spectacle when their the weight team aren't represented properly mm. and we, the first thing we've got to do in Scotland is sort out the old firm, this tit for tat nonsense I, I don't know who started it I don't care who started it but you know if it takes ASPFL and Neil Doncaster to step in here and demand that a certain percentage of tickets are given to their away team then so be it You agree Barry? Oh 100% sure. uh, we,
5: We've been saying it up the last couple of years Mm. um, no doubt about it get back to the way it was allow the the away fans to to get to the the, the stadiums because for me I think if you ask any ex-player or current player Mm. it adds to the the atmosphere having the away fans there.
4: Celtic are going to be closing the standing area where the green brigade are after the pyrotechnics were set off against uh, in the, during the Rangers game. So more about that later in the program. They're being offered uh, tickets elsewhere in the ground for the Wraith Rovers game in the cup at the weekend. We'll also hear from Callum McGregor putting the Chris Boyd thing to bed. That broke during our show on Monday night. Actually a few people were on saying you you played it pitch perfect both of you. We'll talk about that later and we'll hear from Callum McGregor. Let's hear from a Rangers fan Gordon is on the line. Good evening Gordon. Hi guys, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Yourself?
7: Aye, no bad, mate, no bad. done well. How
4: are you feeling about Petordrey? Uh so well, Celtic up at Petordrey and Rangers at home to uh Hibs tonight. Are you worried about what's happening up the road?
7: No, I, I, it's one of the ones, and i I'm no uh, conspiracy theorist by any means when it comes to these games. He say what lie down and that but oh, let <laughs> Aberdeen never really do much against Celtics, so I'm not bothered. And say to bonus towards the end of the season. I don't see many teams uh, taking points off uh, either is of because Celtic have fun of a fine vein of form of seeing how well they played against us. I think that wasn't just due to how good they were. I think that was due to how bad we were. And I think, mm. um, Barry, would I said sell, um there's no many players can get away with the way that, like, say, Borna is such a special. It's no nice to point out players, but especially him. He's seen it. He just absolutely... He just he get caught. He was like a rabbit in headlights. Like, so I was trying to find a way to there it, swearing on the radio. But he just it <laughs> just, just get totally lost. And yeah. he was scared. He was petrified for the minute he walked out onto that part. However, I think just um, I think just we need to just concentrate on what we're doing. And I think that was a perfect reaction there on Sunday. I couldn't have asked for it any better. I think a lot of people were worried and. Not just that, there was a kind of backlash after Gio's comments in his press conference after mm-hmm. they were saying, Rangers are not a team that should sit back. We're a, we're a team that should uh, play in the front foot. And when Gio came out and defended these defensive tactics, I started to get kind of light and I was like, I was hoping they would see the light. And kind of, but I don't know if it was a backlash that had done it or whether they just had a change mm-hmm. of heart and we came out and we played in the front foot and it just shows you how good we can be. And I just hope that that showed them in Sunday that this defence of sitting back doesn't work because he's lost so many points playing like that. And then you go against the third best team in the country and we absolutely blow them away. So I just hope that that's how we go tonight and that's how we get towards the end of the season. And it should get right into the wire between the two teams.
5: Barry, is that roughly how you see it? Yeah, I don't think Joe had any other option rather than to come out the traps... And Sunday and attack cards and being the front foot, and that's exactly what they done. And they got the goal after 10 minutes. Um, so I fully expected that because obviously they were heavily criticised, mm. um, and rightly so, because listen, it wasn't good enough against Celtic. But the, the main thing for me and the Ranger supporters is there was a reaction. Mm. That's what you expect, and they gave that reaction, and it was a brilliant result. Apart from the 10 minute period at the, the start of the second half, their Hearts had a, a couple of chances I thought I thought overall Rangers were really good and as I said they attacked them there was a real energy about them and as I say listen I, I'm not for saying certain players make teams but the difference that Morello's mm. made was night and day um, and as I said the form that he's in or well, the form that he showed against Hearts was exceptional and obviously Ryan Jack which is a bit of a, a blow tonight missing him but it's an opportunity for Glenn Camara now to he come in and, and play beside Lundstrom. Because uh, I thought as well, Lundstrom, I said on Monday night, I thought he'd a good game as well, Lundstrom. Davy? John Lundstrom did well. Yeah, he did. Listen,
6: I have I've said um consistently here that I'm surprised that he was left out of the team when yeah. I thought he was playing some of his best stuff. Um Why was that, do you think? I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm not sure. I mean Rangers are well off, they're top heavy, top heavy for midfield yeah. players, yeah. even more so now that Aaron Ramsey's in. Mm-hmm. It looks unlikely that Lundstrom's going to start um, if everyone's fit. But again, back to to Morellis. Uh, I, listen, I don't think Rangers would have got anything at Celtic Park even had Morellis played. But he is the difference, and Rangers have to keep him fit. Mm-hmm. You know, he he looked at the weekend like the Alfred Morellis of of six months, maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. Hungry, quick, um, could go short for it, could. Could go, went long for the first goal. And when he's in that kind of forum, he is, he is the main man for Rangers. He is, and you know, if Morales put it this way, if Morales was to get injured long term, Rangers, I don't think, would have any chance of winning the league. They have to keep him fit. And in the kind of forum we saw from him at the weekend. Gordon, what would you say to the board? Sign him up, longer contract, 18 months to go.
7: Uh, well, I think you've got to at least try. Uh, obviously, yeah. it's uh, down to the man himself. But of course, it's down to the board whether they want to. But I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that the board do want him to stay on. Um, there was a there was a spell he admitted he say, like he, he yeah. went in the half Canada at the last season where he did say he wanted to leave, and then it did take him a couple of months to get into form. Um, and once he did, he, he started proving how good he was again. And but but this time this season round it seems a lot different. You can tell even with he's. Social media posts, he's just, his kind of attitude, he's hungry, he's, he's kind of, he get quite a bit of criticism for the weight he put on it at the start of the season, one. but he seems to have trimmed that off as well, and he seems hungrier than ever, and apparently, obviously, sources close to him and that i have heard what well, you see it on social media and stuff, but a lot of people are saying he's really happy, his family's yep. happy in Glasgow and stuff like that, so I think that's the nice important thing, and, He'll
4: be looking forward to a crack at the Champions League next season if we can win that league. So I think he'll be more determined now than ever. He does look much happier, Barry, after that spell But he did look really surly, and it looked as though he
5: didn't want to be here. Yeah, the start of the season, obviously coming back late, missing pre-season, it's no ideal, i will tell you. It's the most important part. You've got to get a full pre-season under your belt. That sets you up for the rest of the season. So he was playing a bit of catch-up. But since Gilles come in, it's like a new lease of life. He, he looks, um, as I said, leaner. He looks hungrier. Um, and as I said, I've always been one, even when he's not played well, I think he's so important to Rangers because he's a menace. Centre-backs don't like playing against him. Um, but that performance, it, it was all-round performance mm. that I was impressed with. His link-up play, sometimes you can see his link-up play, lets him down at times. He was involved in all the goals. Um, his, his movement for the first goal, I thought it was good. Um, a lot of people say it's basic but it's good striker movement and his third one uh, sorry his second one he gets a bit of luck but he's finished with a left foot and remember it's past Craig Gordon who's a top class goalkeeper Um, so it's important that Rangers try to keep him but again it comes down to the it comes down to the individual Do you think the change of manager has helped him
4: sometimes a relationship runs its course and maybe with Steven Gerrard who'd given him a number of chances maybe it had changed and it was it was maybe good news for him that there's uh well, the does
5: Roy McKay is a big help. Yep. Jail's assistant was a real good centre forward, played at Bayern Munich, Dutch International. So maybe he's spending a bit of time with him and he's working on certain things. So that could be a big help to him. Um but listen, he's playing with a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. I don't mind him who him. I don't want to take that out of his game, that's part of his makeup. But you see him when he's scoring the goal, he's loving it now. Um, so hopefully that can continue.
4: Just over a week ago, Gordon, Davey, we were speaking about Diallo. Probably nearly two weeks ago, yeah. he came in and he started really well. He got the goal up at Dingwall. That seems a long time ago,
6: really. I wonder when they play him again. Is he on the bench probably tonight? Will he start there? Probably. I mean, I think the boy's got a problem in that the the huge transfer fees have put an enormous amount of pressure yeah. on him. He's only, what, 19? Yeah. And he hasn't played a lot of first-team football. And I think that was... Evident in the old firm game where the game passed him by and we suggested before the game that it is a game that can go over people's heads and I said it would be interesting to see how he handled it well he didn't handle it no doubt about his ability but he might need time um, to to prove himself Scottish football is not the easiest football to come in and and settle into immediately it's time will come but um, you know, I think Giovanni van Bronckhorst will have on the evidence of the old firm game will be more reluctant to, to throw them in from their starting games. Gordon, what are you thinking for tonight? What's your prediction?
7: will uh, I, Every game against Rangers for Hibbs is a cup final. It's the one where their, their team turns up and their fans turn up. So it's going to be a really hard game. But um, I, I think we'll get to three points tonight. Uh, whatever happens up the road happens. But just need to concentrate on ourselves. So three points is meant in.
4: Okay, Gordon, thanks very much for calling in to Go Radio 0808 17 17 700. And loads of you sending comments uh, at Go Football Show. We are on the socials as well. We spoke earlier about the Ryan Jack injury. The manager has been speaking about no, it. No, I
2: think it's not uh, not that serious. Of course, he had a injury. Uh, he got a knock on his ankle um, during the game, which um, gave him a lot of discomfort. So uh, hopefully we can... Um, uh, make him ready uh, in the next days to train again so it's not a not a serious injury only uh, the game tomorrow is too soon of course with a um, you know with a tight schedule and many games in a week uh, sometimes uh, the game just comes too quick
4: Davy I was listening last night to Rob was on with Stephen Cragan and John Hartson and uh, Ange Postacoglu was discussed and we touched on it at the weekend mm-hmm. uh, he came in the summer nobody knew him here really is it time for do you think Celtic soon will Increase his contract.
6: What would you do? Well, listen. I think if Ange Postecoglou wants to extend his contract, contract, Celtic would do it in a minute. But I think it'll be up to him. Um, and you know, he doesn't look as if he's in a hurry um, to 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 go down that route. Um, very self-effacing. Doesn't feel he's achieved anything. He's won the League Cup. He's still on course for a treble. Um, but I think he's in the driving seat. He, if he, if he wanted a, a three-year contract. I'm sure he could walk into Michael Nicholson's office tomorrow morning and get one, because his name inevitably. will it? Will
4: it come up in England, Barry? What do you think? You've played there. Will yeah, people of course. With say, the, the, "Who is
5: this guy?" With the the, the level of consistency, mm. Celtic have shown. Obviously, the the way that he, he he plays, the formation that he plays, the tactics that he uses. But I think a twelve-month rolling contract suits a lot of managers because mm. every day, like tomorrow, it's a it's a a new twelve-month deal so yep. I don't think he would be in a rush to, to sign a, an extension um, but listen if he continues this sort of t- form as a manager he's obviously got as David just mentioned there, he's got one trophy in the bag um, and if he gets another one or two more trophies this season then I'm sure Celtic will be desperate to get him in a longer term deal but I think the 12 month rolling contract suits him mm-hmm.
4: Because it's he's changed Scottish football, hasn't he, David? The the turnaround since you were just saying the other yeah. day since the beginning of December, the the points turnaround between
6: Rangers were almost we're, out of sight. Well, Rangers were seven seven yeah. points clear first of December, mm. and and Celtic are now a point clear. It's, it's it's been it's been pretty remarkable. And more than that, I think he's by tapping into the Japanese market, he's I think he's opened all of our eyes. Mm. That. You know, there, there are markets out there that, that Scottish teams, and I dare say a lot of English teams will be sitting up and taking notice at what Postacoglu is bringing in from, from Japan. Or You know, that's a market that none of us ever thought Scottish mm. clubs would seriously consider. I know we've had one or two in England and Nakamura was here, but not to this extent. And I think it's been obviously great for, for Celtic, but great for Scottish football as
5: well. It's not just their, their technique, they're their good footballers, these guys, but it's their work ethic. I'm, I'm yep. taking a back um, I, I just take the example Hitati that I was a midfielder very accomplished on the ball can handle it can score a goal but what a team player <coughs> yep. he, he, he works ever s- I mean the prime example was the, the game last week yeah. against um, Rangers Scott Arfield um, and Ryan Kent the one Ryan where he's, Kendrick, he's run 60-70 yards to jockey the ball out for a, um, a goal kick mm. that's the sort of things that I love seeing in a player. To listen, it's brilliant to have a, a real good footballer, but the other side of the game as well. Um, certainly, the, the Japanese players are brought to, to Scotland. He's got a strong squad. Uh, they spent well in January. In fact, they started, didn't they, in Hugman
4: a. He's been speaking about the five subs and how it's helping. A team like Celtic. I
1: mean, if you look at the last two games, it's not the five subs that have made the difference because we've, we've scored three goals in the first half. It's not like, as you said, the, the subs for me help us in, in terms of just managing the, the load on our players because we've got three games a week right up until the international break. So that's, and we'll probably be the same after the international break. So that's a lot of football. And if we want to maintain levels and maintain, you know, intensity and tempo, you know, we're going to have to manage our players through that process. And sometimes that's going to mean we can make five subs. Other times it might just mean we, we rotate the players between games. Um, but again, you've got to have the squad to do that. And, and we're getting to that space now where we've got core group of players beyond the, the just 11 that are starting who we can manage through this process. So, you know, from that perspective, in terms of managing the players' loads, which protects the players, I think the five-sub role will definitely help.
4: So, Davey, is the summary of that, score three goals in the first half as they did against Celtic Mm. and they
6: did it against Motherwell as well. That's the tactic. And then you use uh, the bench and the five subs. Well, certainly a lot of clubs are struggling to handle Celtic starting games. You know, it's so energetic, so quick, the high press. Um, And, you know, if you can get the job done by half-time, you know, so be it. It's a hell of an advantage if if you're in in the second half. You can start rotating Give players a rest I do think he's got A strongest team in his mind And I think when you see I think in the big games The the, the crunch games Juranovic will always be At right back And that's a signal That's his strongest team Juranovic at right back Ask Barry about that And hear more of your calls next
3: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat, and more. Let's go, go, go.
4: Go Radio Football Show, full card tonight. Aberdeen Celtic, Rangers at home to Hebs, Dundee United Motherwell, Hearts Against Dundee and St Mirren St Johnson. We'll bring you the team news in the second hour of the programme and we'll go to Rob, who is at Petaudry this evening. Let's go on to the phone line. Sean is on now. Good evening, Sean.
8: Hi there, guys. How's it all doing?
4: Good, thanks. Yourself? How are you looking forward to tonight?
8: Well, I'm looking forward. Hopefully Rangers get the win and fingers crossed the Japanese guys at Celtic because they've been great have a bad night and Rangers can get tapped in the league but you know what it's all about Rangers winning and we'll just see where it goes from that um, Rob do
4: you think they've got over the uh, shock of Wednesday night and you know the way you heard it, the way people have been speaking about Barisic but not just him uh, do you think that's going to affect your team or did Sunday get that out of the legs and out the heads
8: well to, to be honest Rob I was actually <laughs> I, I did expect Rangers to beat Hearts but yeah. I was, to be honest, I only expected maybe 2 or 3-1. I did not expect 5 Now I don't know where that came from. Mm-hmm. But we've got to make to go over it, Rob, because uh, this, this league title is 50 or 40 million. Uh, we cannot afford to lose that kind of money because Celtic's got a lot of money in the tank, probably more on Rangers. So Rangers need to start making money because Rangers have been losing money for years. The best bat of business we've done this year was uh, obviously it wasn't good. Well, it was good and it wasn't good selling Nathan Partson for ten plus millions. Mm-hmm. But I like Nathan Partson. But that was probably the first time we have made money on a player since Aaron Hutton. Mm-hmm.
4: Are you happy with the Aaron Ramsey signing?
8: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm happy. I I think he'll be a, a good signing. But people are saying Rangers could sign him in the summer. I'd like he's got to take. Uh, he might take a pie cut, but he's not no going to go for 400
5: grand to 40 or 50 million. What does Barry Ferguson think on that? <laughs> <laughs> well in terms of, I'm signing in the summer. He Aye, would he need would to take pay price, a hellier of a pay no cut, you're right. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, but listen, the, the thing with Aaron Ramsey, he's made his money. It's just yeah. about, he's at an age where he just needs to go somewhere and... and Make sure he's going to play week in and week out. Um, but we're still to see that with Rangers. Mm-hmm. We need to see if Rangers can get him up to speed. But there's no doubt, no doubt in my mind, he's a, a top quality operator. Um, and as I said, he's not playing the night Jules Made it clear he's still not up to the levels that he wants him at. But he's got to play at the weekend. He's got to. You, the only way you're I going to get just fit just is just play a, games yeah, of football. Um, yeah. Hold on, Sean. I disagree. That I would
8: certainly not play him on a plastic pitch. But... Because you know what
5: plastic pitches are like. No, I disagree. I would not play them uh, uh, the weekend. Barry, that's my opinion. Yep. Plastic pitch? Yep. Would that worry you're, you? You're yep. entitled to your opinion. Exactly. Yeah. He needs games of football. I play them. Get them on. Davy. Well, I, unless
6: Aaron Ramsey has a, a knee injury or an ankle injury of of some kind that we're unaware of, mm. then they've they've got to play them. They've got to get him up to speed as quickly as possible. And whether it's extra tough or not. And I do understand that some players uh, struggle in AstroTurf because they have chronic injury. But I, as far as I'm aware, Aaron Ramsey is certainly physically fit enough to play in AstroTurf. So much chat about long COVID. David, do you think there'll be a long hangover for Rangers after the
4: game uh, last week at Celtic? Because they, you know, they came as champions but just didn't look it. Well, is...
6: I'll tell you what, Paul. I, I thought Rangers might have struggled against Hearts. Mm-hmm. I, I really I, I thought it was a real test of their character uh, against Hearts. And I thought Hearts had a real good chance of getting something. But when Giovanni van Bronckhorst most needed his players to show a bit of bottle, they came good. Mm -hmm. Um, And they showed more bottle, I've got to be honest with you, they they showed more character than than I thought existed in that Rangers team because I thought they were a bit of an embarrassment against Celtic. But they came good when the manager needed them to um, and they've answered a few questions and they've got to keep answering questions
5: Barry yeah I'll be yeah. honest with you when I, when I was tuning in to watch the game it was at the back of my mind I was worried mm. I was worried how they were going to react to the, the, the situation because I knew that the fans would have been on them straight away but David used the word they showed character mm. that's what you need to show um, listen we can all have bad games but the thing that disappointed me was a lack of fight getting close to an opponent but listen they showed that on Sunday mm. And again, they need to show it tonight against Hibs because Hibs uh, are going to come and, listen, Sean, will, will have a way of playing, maybe coming to frustrate them. Um, but listen, I'm sure they'll come out the traps again. That's what I wanted to see in Sunday. And that's what certainly they, they did. It was huge for Rangers. Here's the manager, just looking back to that
2: game. 5-0 against Hearts. You know, overall, you have to be uh, happy with the 5-0 and, and move on because, as I said before, the ref is taking the decisions uh, he's taking the decisions, uh, you know, with the knowledge and the view he has got on the pitch, and we have to respect that. Or oh, it's it's quite easy to to watch the tackles afterwards and say, okay, there are no there are no fouls, but uh, you know, the ref doesn't have a you know a, a replay, he doesn't have VAR, so it's you know those are difficult moments for him as well. But. Sean, what's your scoreline tonight? Um, you
8: know what? Um no um like Rangers are up and good in
4: this, so I'll just say our Rangers win, Rob. <laughs> I have to say, that's four times it's Paul here. It's a bit like you've got Sakala hey, you've got Sakala on rather than Morellas himself. We'll hear from Morellas later. His feelings. <laughs> that's right. Uh that, not at all. I wish we the budget didn't stretch to uh, Rob yeah. tonight. <laughs> um so you reckon you don't care as long as Rangers win tonight. As long, yeah. hey, Paul, as yeah. long as Rangers, as long as Rangers win, and sorry, David.
8: As long as Celtic drop points, I'll be the happy guy, <laughs> and I'll know to watch Coronation Street. No, that's right.
4: We're worried about your viewing habits, <laughs> Sean. Thanks for calling. Cheers, Sean. There, he reckons that Rangers will do it, and uh, I mean that's all that counts, isn't it, for both of them tonight? Because on Sunday, when you think about it, nine goals between them. But before it, everyone we were saying well, anything could happen at Motherwell. You know, Celtic obviously favourites, but it wouldn't be. I've never
5: seen it happening no. that way. No, Celtic are in a good place at this moment in right. time. Yeah, yeah I, I never felt that Celtic were going to drop any points. I was convinced that they were going to put more pressure mm. on Rangers. So that's another thing that impressed me about Rangers on Sunday. Because then Celtic go four points clear, mm. and there's added pressure. Yeah. And obviously with the expectations, with the fans getting in the stadium, and I've I've told you what it's like at Ibrox. Ten minutes? Yeah, they expect it straight away. Um, but they showed clear intent. That's what I liked about that the Rangers' performance. Well, Some good play... But, listen, the most important thing was clawing back three points. We had the clock on,
4: didn't we, on Sunday, Mm. along with Craig Moore, and it got to the 11th minute. We said, Barry says you get 10
6: minutes,
5: Yeah, and Rangers scored then. I'm sure the guys would have agreed. He did, He played plenty of times. He he... He got four minutes, didn't he?
6: (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing was, you know, when um, when Celtic beat Motherwell before, the goal difference was 14. You know, Rangers got five of these goals back, and you would never rule out that it might go to goal difference as well.
5: I know, there's every chance, Davey. I've been involved in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been involved in it. 2003. He's still on, yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about it at the weekend, didn't we? So it we? is important yeah, sure. Celtic laid a marker down mm-hmm. on Sunday afternoon at Third Park um, and Rangers had to go out and and make sure they got some um, goals back and that's exactly what they did. Shall we hear from Callum McGregor putting the Chris Boyd
4: comments to bed? I thought he speaks really well. Here he is, the Celtic captain.
9: That's an obvious souvenir. You know, you first see the comments, it's, it doesn't make great reading. So, firstly, that's, you know, that it doesn't look good in that sense. But, you know, obviously it's been sort of rectified um, since then. And, you know, we've had the a chat as well. So, you know, it's put to bed now. It's it's absolutely fine. We just move on. You know, I think he recognises it was a poor choice of words in, in the beginning. And, you know, for me then, you know, that's it. We've had a chat. We move on and, and it's cool.
6: Davy, he's a class act. Yeah. Callum yeah. McGregor. Yeah. A real class act. First of all, I'm assuming that that Chris Boyd phoned him, so good on Chris Boyd picking the phone up. It's good that the the pair of them, who are the most important people involved in this, have have sorted it out and I think the rest of us can now move on as well.
5: Yeah, uh, listen, Callum McGregor, I think, handles himself really well. Um, He's took to the captaincy, no doubt about it, but he summed it up perfectly there. Um, Didn't make great reading, but he understands where maybe Boydie was coming from, but Boydie done... The main thing for me, and that was pick up the phone and have a good chat with with Callum for five or so minutes, and, and listen, it's sorted. It's in the past now, and both of them move on. Yeah, and you know, all talk. I mean, we had some listeners on. It's freedom of speech is everything. People say, oh, I'll ban him from
4: Celtic Park, but that's not the answer to ban anyone if they have uh, a point of view. And uh, I see John Hartson is a nip at him last night on the program as well. So listen, people are entitled to an opinion. We've got a platform I'm sure here. you boy
5: doing that back? Of course. You'd expect <laughs> nothing else.
4: <laughs> Listen, if everyone was vanilla, it would be uh, Radio Shottland. You know, <laughs> no, that's unfair to the good people there. The, no, it's uh, not on the national broadcaster. <laughs> Here we are. Good afternoon. Let's say it's the Go Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Looking forward to the games tonight. Yep, Celtic. Much has been said about the Celtic defence, but not only top of the table, but the best defensive record. Here's the manager.
1: From my perspective, it's it's about. You know, the way we sort of defend as a team, you know, I think it's not just that we're conceding goals, not conceding goals, but we're not giving up too many chances, you know, and and that's because we're working awfully hard as a group. It'd be different if sort of Joe was making outstanding saves every game and for me, sometimes that can mask real problems because... When your goalkeeper's man of the match, you might say, well, you know, you've kept a clean sheet, your goalkeeper's man of the match, but that's not necessarily mean you defended well. Um, so for me, everything we try and do in the defensive side of the game is about trying to do it as a collective. And we've been really good at working hard. I mean, our strikers work hard, midfielders. And then when required, our defenders and Jarre are really disciplined. Um, to keep their concentration because they're not always involved in a defensive sense. You know, whenever we've needed Joe to make a save, he's made a save. That's kind of, combination is what we need to sort of, you know, keep improving on. Logical, isn't it?
5: Mm-hmm. But I was surprised at the start only lost, Is it 13, yeah, 13. goals? Yeah, yep. Yep, I, th- I thought it was more. Um, but listen, he's right. Defence starts from the front. Um, and one thing about this Celtic team, um, they clearly work really hard for one another. Um, there's there's no doubt about that. I just feel sometimes Starfelt mm. when he's on the ball, I, I'm unsure at times. Mm. Um, and you Cat, saw him at close quarters a few. Yeah, Carter Vickers. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you. He's grew. He's mm. he's, he's he's looking apart just now. Um, but 13 goals conceded. You're in the coming up in the middle of February. It's a decent record. Davy. Yeah. I mean,
6: I still like to see Julian back. Beside Carter Vickers, I think that's a natural partnership. Um, I'm glad Barry highlighted um, Starfield and his deficiencies, if you like. I'm getting fed up going on about it. But I would like to see Julian back in the team. I'm a little bit concerned that we haven't even seen him on the bench in the last couple of games. I hope he's okay. I hope he's on the way back. Um, But I think the reason that Celtic are conceding so few chances is that they play, for the most part, in the opposition half. You saw the old Firm game, where they had their centre-backs right up on the halfway line. And they, they pushed the game into the Rangers half of the pitch and, and Joe Hart, as a consequence of that, had very lot to do. Well, he's going to speak
4: about Julian in the next hour, also about Kyogo and Turnbull and we'll have the Rangers team news and the Celtic team news uh, after the news at six.
0: fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.
4: Thanks for the news, Nancy. Back at seven. I'll tell you what Davey Proven and Barry Ferguson have been speaking about with me during the news, is that the way it's changed, there's no reserve football now in Scotland. And Barry, you know, you stopped playing, what, just eight, nine years ago? (sighs) Not that long Okay, five or six years ago Right, <laughs> six okay. and a half But So <laughs> you were able to play as a young player What David had come through as well You could play in the reserve. So you were playing against other young players But also really experienced players
5: Yeah, the, the great thing for me was I was playing alongside guys like Ian Durant Ali McCoy, John Brown, Ian Ferguson But also on the flip side of that I was playing against senior pros Whether it was against Aberdeen, Dun United, mm-hmm. Colmarnock And it was the best grounding I've had. Learning off who you're playing with, but also you're coming up against guys who'd played mm. 250, 300 senior games. So it was a brilliant education for me. And that set me on the path, I believe. Did anyone ever give you a dunt and say... Quite a, Quite a few. Tell us what you told we'll us about. Them. You got on against yeah. them yeah. at the weekend, Jim McAnally. Manager at There Ed, was yeah. loads of them I could yeah. go through, but it was great because it was welcome to the senior game. Mm. And then you knew if you had to bulk up or get physically stronger because you were coming up against mature senior pros who had played at the, the top of the game in Scotland so it, as I say I keep going back to it it was a brilliant grounding for me Davey you were the top transfer I think at the time to Celtic six figure fee then
4: so you'd come from Kilmarnock so you were straight into the first team but at Kilmarnock did you play in the yeah, reserves? Yeah I mean I
6: had six months in the reserves at Kilmarnock and it's similar experience to Barry you know we'd be playing uh, Celtic reserves or Rangers reserves they would have four or five internationals uh, in their team. What names do you remember playing well, against I remember or... Celtic coming down, Dixie Deans, Harry Hood, yeah. Steve Murray, Tom Callaghan, Rangers, um, Colin Steen, Tommy McLean, one or two others who who maybe were coming back from injury or had been bombed from the, the, the first team that weekend and were playing in the reserves to keep their fitness up. Yeah. And, you know, first of all, you were a bit overawed, mm. you know, as a teenager looking at these guys um, and knowing what they'd achieved mm. in the game. But, what you could learn from them, absolutely priceless. And that's but, where the, the academy system uh, went wrong here. And I think Gordon Strachan made the point: we had kids in the, the academy system travelling, getting on a bus, travelling down to Stranraer, getting seven, eight touches in ninety minutes, and spending three hours in the bus down, three hours back. Mm-hmm. And we Gordon's point was: they'd better hitting the ball off a wall.
5: Mm-hmm. No, You, right. you you'd,
6: you'd get more, you get more out of trying to control sure. the ball when yeah. it comes back off the wall because they're be bringing down there and getting. Hi. Very few touches. Mm. The whole day is wasted. And and the old reserve league was, was brilliant for me.
5: Because you knew, like, the reserve games were normally on a Monday or a Tuesday, so you knew who you were playing, obviously, at the weekend. So you would look at the... Say it was, like for instance, like Celtic even. You would look, right, who's left out? Who's on the bench, right? Knowing that you were going to be coming up against these guys at 16 and 17. Yeah. But you were coming up against guys at 26, 27, as I said, who's got so much experience. So... It it was brilliant. It's one of the ones where, as you said, it was an eye-opener and it was sometimes you were intimidated but it made you, it built, it was character building as well but also, you learnt so much off of these guys playing against them and, as I said, Playing with some of the players I did in, in the reserves mm. at Rangers. So, Jim McAnally,
4: you played against, I think he gave you a dunk years ago. You get on well with him. <laughs> he was a wee, well, Tell us what he did. We'd love to hear about the insight of the weekend. He came in to see you in, yeah, the, in no, the dressing missing, room at Peterhead.
5: Yep. Jim b- had a few good conversations <laughs> with him um, over the past. Well, my team at Kelty, we played against him in the in the Betfred Cup mm. and obviously came up against him a few times at um, Alawa this season. So, he was obviously looking for me. Before the game, obviously, I'm sitting in the dressing room. The boys have been out doing the warm up, and Jim's found me. Obviously, walked into the dressing room, having a chat. I thought he, yeah, he's nice, that he's came and looked for me. Talking just yeah. about um, the Rangers and Celtic game, actually, we were talking about. Obviously, Jim's over the moon. I'm obviously You're still in <laughs> tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he was giving me a wee bit at the side of me, I had obviously our we set pieces and information on <laughs> what we were going to do, and I can see Jim's eyes. He's got camera phone out, he? <laughs> <laughs> so I knew what he was into, <laughs> that's just a bit of experience. But no, listen, good guy, Jim. And listen, I think he's a longest serving manager, yes. correct me? Yeah, yeah he is. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's done a brilliant job, um, up at Peterhead, um, over the years. But yep, he was coming in doing a wee bit of, um, wee bit of spying on what we were up to. It's brilliant, people love to hear it. Uh, what goes on behind the scenes uh, and one
4: of the many new listeners Paul Gallagher, is listening in there at Arnold Clark Hyundai that's the old logo <laughs> he's listening there on the DAB radio but thanks for making the switch and he said "It's a picture he's got a picture with one of you it's you Davy the perm in those days oh a long so. time ago long time ago yeah. so he's sending uh, best regards to you quite a few people on the socials referring to what Gordon said earlier on a Rangers fan and he's asked both of you what do you think because Gordon earlier said Hibs and Aberdeen lift their games uh, for Rangers but he said well one of them they're ranked rotten against Celtic and the rest of the league I'll Ask you first
5: buddy that's uh, Craig Smith yeah, do e- you feel even that? even when I played no I, I don't buy into these no. theories no I, I never did um, I know a lot of people think that way but I never thought that way mm. um, I, I believe professionals go out and try their best um, sometimes their best is not good enough whoever they come up against um, but look I don't buy in that teams lie down against um, other teams Davey
6: no I, I, I wouldn't buy that, that any team would, would give any less than 100% I do think I, I do think sometimes and I think maybe Aberdeen got to this stage when Derek McInnes was there they didn't believe they could beat Celtic because Celtic used to beat them on the big occasion I'm not saying Aberdeen weren't trying or they laid down or whatever but I think mentally that they didn't believe and if you don't believe you'd be as well staying in the dressing room and why wouldn't they believe I mean the bigger question for them is we often we talked about it a few days ago
4: you know who's the third force is it Hearts is it Aberdeen you know Dundee United earlier in the season the truth is there's a massive gulf isn't there between the two Glasgow Giants and everybody
5: else yeah, they've never had any chance of, uh, competing against Rangers and Celtic Um listen Hearts have done ever so well to be in third place coming up for the championship you look at Aberdeen and I look at their players individually Aberdeen have got some real good players um, they they should be further up the league in, in my opinion Hibs um, they has going through a a changeover obviously by Sean coming in um, they've struggled the last um, couple of weeks but in terms of them breaking up the old firm or trying to challenge them both Rangers and Celtic are far too strong for them all other big games tonight I'm going to go back on the
4: lines now don't forget in the Championship tonight are both the league leaders are up against Hamilton Inverness Cali Thistle against Partick Thistle Kilmarnock against Air United Davey the derby
6: that you know so well Well, I'll tell you what I played in a a few of them I always remember the New Year derby Um, Somerset Park I always remember it was a frozen pitch The, the game would never be on nowadays it was rock solid and I played against a guy called John Murphy Spud Murphy as he was known And he kicked me up and down the pitch for 90 minutes. And those were the days where fullbacks could get away with it. I was was ready to chuck after that game.
4: Spud Murphy. Great name, isn't it? (laughs) Sean's on the line of Celtic fans. Sean, good evening. Good evening, guys. How are we doing? Yeah, we don't get too many Spud Murphys these days (laughs) playing, do we?
10: No.
4: Uh, Sean, what's in your mind? Uh,
10: No, just looking forward to the game tonight. Um, Celtic have turned the corner, as we've seen the last two games, especially. It's two games have been wrapped up by half time. I've been sitting second half with my feet up, just watching it pass me by, just enjoying it. But um, no, I'm just really looking forward to the game tonight, and just wonder what everybody's thoughts are tonight and uh, the kind of fixtures. And especially, a lot of people are kind of getting rankled at the fact that none of the games are being televised as well.
4: Yeah, I mean Barry mentioned it. David, what do you make of it? Why is it
6: not on Sky or?
10: Sure. I mean I know there's ability. an allocation, yeah.
6: they're only allowed to go to the ground so many times um, and there was uh, Sky did a double at the weekend, um, showed both games I, I, I'm not sure to be honest with you, I certainly don't speak for Sky um, sure. but I, I know there are only so many times that they can go to, to each ground and, and that would be up to the clubs and the SPFL and, and Sky to sit round the table and sort that out
5: we, to, we, to be fair, how good was that double header? Oh it was brilliant watching Celtic against yep. um, Motherwell yep. and then Rangers against um, Hearts. Yep. I, I loved it. Brilliant. Five or so hours of, of football and some real good quality mm. um, and nine goals. Wonderful. Uh, look, they need competition. They need a BT sport to
4: come in as well. We know there's Premier Sports and the Cup games, aren't they? The League Cup, or well, the Premier Sports Cup and the Scottish Cup. But they need to get more. I keep going on, but VAR, we need to get it. It needs to be sponsored, uh, and we should have more competition. But Barry, David, you always say the football here. I think people are beginning to see it more and more is of a a really good standard,
5: or is it? Am I am I wrong? No, I enjoyed. I thought there was so much quality in both of their games. The first game, Celtic, Uh, they were unstoppable in the first half mm. um, to be fair Muddle made a game made up to about 20 minutes once Celtic got that first goal then it was just waves of attack by Celtic but there was some real good play and some real good goals and then and the, the flip side of that, at Ibrox there was some mm. really good play and, and goal. so I enjoyed the Sunday um, but in terms of Celtic the night going up to Aberdeen they're just in, in top form no matter if he makes as I mentioned earlier on it looks to me if he makes three or four changes, it doesn't make a difference just now to Celtic. He being Ange Postacoglu, here he is speaking uh,
4: about... Uh, Christopher Julian Depends how
1: the games go Depends when the opportunities I mean I've I've said all along You know he'll he'll, His training He's he's, he's fine from injury No issues And uh, it's just a matter of waiting For his opportunity now When that will come I don't know It'll depend on You know How the team's going and, And you know When we need to To give him that opportunity But he's doing everything right In terms of training And he's available for selection
4: He's available for selection Davey Would you expect him To be on the bench
6: tonight? I would certainly hope so Um and I do think, on the evidence of what I've seen so far from Carol Starfield, I think Chris a fit Chris Julian uh, would be in my team before the Sweden International. And I, I've got no um, axe no. to grind at all with Starfelt. Everyone's saying to me at the moment, oh, you're sore on him, you're hard on him. I'm not. I'm only giving a, an opinion on what I've seen mm. from the boy. Um, he, he doesn't look to me a long-term Celtic player. And I, and I think... The sooner that Julian is back in the team, get Julian back up to speed, I think Celtic will be the better for it.
5: Barry? Uh, yeah, th- listen, I agree with what Davy says. In terms of the inner side of him, Carter Vickers, it'll be interesting to see what Celtic try and do with him. Because he's mm. certainly over the last few months, um, he's impressed me. Mm. He's come on a game, good defender, good footballer as well. Um, powerful so it'll be interesting to see if Celtic try and sign him I don't know what the price is what are they talking about 6-7 million pound yeah they tried 10 at the beginning but probably 6 is Celtic going to go yeah. and try and pay that well the way that he settled in mm. I would imagine that Postacoglu would want to try and make Carter Vickers permanent Sean what do you think of CCV
10: CCV and and Carol Staff I'm putting them as a, a defensive partnership I think the two of them have been nothing other than exceptional this season I felt as if Carol Staff did have a shaky start, but I think it was due to the fact that we were trying to make him a ball playing centre half, and he's not a ball playing centre half. That's not his fault. But if we're looking at him as a, a defender, somebody that defends, I, I don't see there's absolutely been a, one single issue with him. I think he can be a wee bit hesitant with the ball, but if somebody's running at him, then I'm sorry, I, very rarely does something ever get by him. Davey. I think maybe yep. maybe when Julian comes back we might even see Robert to a 3-5-2 because we dominate the ball that much
6: Davey, what do you think? No, I, I, I don't agree with yep. uh, Sean at all I, I, I'm far too often I to see Starfield caught under the ball simple bread and butter long ball and he's mm-hmm. caught under it um, I think he struggles when the ball's played up on his outside because he's right footed and that's not his fault mm-hmm. he's a right footed defender playing on the left side I think Carter Vickers has been really solid but Starfield um, not, not for me and from what I've seen of him so far Julian's a better player for me. Sean the line's coming and going a wee bit what's your scoreline tonight?
10: Uh, scoreline a lot of fans are, going to, are saying it's going to be a cricket score it's going to be 4-5 but I feel as if Aberdeen are due a reaction mm. there's a lot of Stephen Glass is getting looked at under a microscope. It's always a push to go. I'll probably say Celtic might just edge it. Maybe obviously 2-0. I'll go 2-0.
4: You reckon 2-0. Thanks, Sean, for that. Here is the manager
1: speaking about uh, CCV. Obviously, with defenders coming to our club, we have a sort of different style to most other clubs so he had to adjust to that but also being in a big club you know from that perspective he's fit in really well his he's, he's footballing sort of speaks for itself he's been as you said really consistent and he's improving all the time but it...
4: and that's the thing that Barry was saying about his consistency uh, what's the news then on Kyogo and David Turnbull
1: to be fair Dave's obviously closer because his injury happened before um, Kyogo so he's probably two three weeks ahead of Kyogo so uh, you know, again, I, I haven't put timeframes on it because I think it's, um, you know, I, I could end up being wildly out. Um, but, you know, Dave's uh, working hard. Kiorga's working hard. Um, you know, I expect to see Dave before Kiorga. But in terms of the European, um, yeah, they're both in the squad because, um, you know, hopefully they, they're available at some time for us. Davey, you, you wonder who if everyone stays fit, um, who drops down to
4: the bench when they are both fit?
6: Yeah, it's a nice problem for um, Ange Postacoglu to to have, but it must have been a really... I mean, I, I mean—I I think we're talking about a hamstring injury here for Kyogo. Mm-hmm. It must have been a really bad tear um, because I think we're now... Hamstring, normally, the the outside six weeks, mm-hmm. that's a bad tear. I mean, it must have been a
5: really bad one. That's since Boxing Day. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, St Johnson. Yep, He came off after... 10 or 15 minutes so it must have been a significant tear because the way that Postacoglu is talking there you're looking at the start of March yeah, before yeah, he's back yeah. so a good two um, two and a bit month so it must have been um, a fair injury but if Kyle goes fit he starts for Celtic mm-hmm. David I like Turnbull Nunahan's yeah. got a fight because he's mm-hmm. got Rogic who can play in that position and to be fair Matt O'Reilly um, yep yep I mean, for one and a half million pound to come for League One, um, he looks—he looks a real find. Uh, the boy, good football player as well. Amazing Davies. Now they talk about recruitment departments and all the
4: rest. I know you need to have them. I wonder where he's getting his information from because uh, he's done so well. Uh, Ange Postecoglou or whoever is round him finding people like Matt O'Reilly. It's yeah. not as if he's brought him from Asia. It's—it's it's just yeah.
6: good to see the club getting value in the market because you know for a long time now. Celtic have been throwing good money after bad on poor players. Um, and it, it's it's just terrific to see them getting proper value, getting the Japanese depends boys in of the-
4: yep. Sorry, that wasn't Ange just uh, coming in there. Value for money. Well, look what happened the summer before last, you know, with the goalkeeper and uh, Ayeti and Yeah, yeah and, 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 and you know,
6: too yeah. often Celtic, and certainly in the summer window, they were bringing in the players too late for the Champions mm-hmm. League qualifiers. Um, so the, the, it looks as if Michael Nicholson between the Man's Post and Michael Nicholson have their act together in terms of recruitment going forward and, and that, that is absolutely crucial
4: Does Europe matter for Celtic? Does it matter for Rangers? We're going to ask you after the break and also coming in shortly the team news
3: The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you Let's Go, go, go.
4: radio football show with the Taxi Centre we're just getting ready for the games tonight let's look at some of the other ones before we go live to Bataudry uh, Rob McLean is there for Aberdeen against Celtic and we'll bring you the Rangers team news very shortly looking to the other games tonight Barry where do you want to start what, Ross County against Livington two teams who've been getting some really good results
5: yeah two of them had um, fantastic results at the, mm. the weekend Livingston beating Aberdeen at home and Ross County obviously Um Getting a great result at Dundee, mm-hmm. um, one and two one. Long travel for Livingston. Ross County are pretty decent at home. I'm going to go. It's going to be a close one, but I think Ross County for the three points. Ross County. I see David Martindale saying he wishes referees could speak to the managers uh,
4: afterwards. They had a bundle of uh, yellow cards and a red at the weekend. Uh, do you think that'll
6: happen again, Davy? That because refs used to be able to speak. I, I think they would. They would. They would have to pick a time. And that's when the managers have calmed down. I I don't think, you know, you see managers going on the pitch or waiting in the tunnel for the referee. And I can understand the managers are so emotional because their job's on the line. And if the referee's made an obvious mistake, you understand their anger. But I think if if we are going to allow uh, referees to speak privately to managers, it should be sometime after the game when the managers have had a chance to calm down. What's your scoreline tonight then, Ross County? Again, I think it's tight, but yeah. but Malky has, has done a fabulous job turning... Turn, they look absolute certainties for relegation after six, seven, eight games. Anything but now. Uh, we're probably looking to, to try and finish top six now. I, and I think they'll win that one tonight. Davey, what about uh, Dundee United against Motherwell? It's uh, the Tony Watt who'll be in the spotlight, he still to score for United. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I'm not sure whether Motherwell were, were poor at the weekend or whether Celtic just made them look poor. Maybe about both, but they're going to have to play better tonight. United, when you think about the start they had to the season, um, hard to think they're now lying below Aberdeen at the moment in the mm. league. Uh, they, they, they've got to try and turn that round. Maybe this will be night United for me. United for you, do you think, tonight? Is uh, Tam Courts going to be happy
5: or is it going to be Graham Alexander? Well... Disappointing result they had at the weekend against um St Johnson. Mm. St Johnson got down to ten men Paul. So no, I think this has got a draw. Um I think mm. Muddle you'll get a response. Look, they were disappointing. sure Graham Alexander expected a bit more, but what Davies just mentioned there, where that was Celtic were just on fire on the day and too good mm. for them. But I, I think this is a a draw. Nothing each draw written all over the top of it for me. <sighs> Nil nil.
4: Yeah. A wet Wednesday night yeah. at, at Tanadice. What about these conditions, Barry? A Wednesday night at
5: Tanadice. Take wet all. Yeah. Wind hate mm. it. Uh, you did. You said that last week. Hate it. Take in, any Aye. sort of weather apart snow. from wind. Yeah. Snow, mm. hail, rain sun there's no hail hail no. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: certainly not that no.
6: <laughs> Davey what about conditions tonight for you would Davey yeah, probably fancy it just like just yep. a body wet, wet quick pitch sort of the uh, Top of the ground players, I used to call them. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're getting a few of your predictions coming in. I'll give
4: you them in a moment or two. What about? Uh, I like that. You're one like that? Hello, do you like them? A- <laughs> yeah, Hearts against Dundee. Barry, what do you think then? So Hearts must be saying, "What the heck happened there?" But they're up against the bottom club.
5: Yep, they'll be. um Robbie won't won't be happy with the performance. Um, albeit Rangers were really good on the day. I think Hearts. I think Robbie will get a reaction out his hearts players um, Dundee struggling for confidence at the bottom I can only see hearts win here do you worry for James McPeak yeah I do but I still look at them and I think they've got some good players but they're at the bottom of the league now struggling to get that was a massive game for them at the weekend um, it didn't take anything from it so listen confidence low I can't see them getting anything at Tynecastle and Lee Griffiths away to Falkirk. Did he look okay
4: last night?
5: And he, he looked fun. Yeah. He did. He did. He'll be um well, what a signing at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll score a a bundle load um signing with Falkirk. And he did he, he looked he looked sharp. He's a few good touches, a couple of half chances, but once he gets a few training um sessions under his belt, he'll score for fun for Falkirk you, you
6: surprised Barry that at 31, you said he looked he looked lean last night, he looked mm. sharp. You're surprised that nobody in the top flight would take a chance on him. Do you think his reputation's mm. just going before him now?
5: Yeah, I'm shocked, Davey. I'm shocked. At, he did say there was another couple of clubs interested yeah. whether mm. I'd seen Jim Goodwin speak about it, whether one of them was St Murden, but he felt Falkirk was the right place for him. But for me, he's, as you said, he's only 31. Yeah. He looked fit last night. He, did. he looked in, in decent condition he should still be playing Premier League I'm I, thinking of Hibs
6: or Aberdeen yeah. mm-hmm. I'm, I think that's a level he listen he's let so many managers down and, and maybe he's burned his boats but it, I, I, I don't know I, I, I think if, if if you're Stephen Glass yeah. struck, mm-hmm. the way you're struggling at the moment Sean Maloney I, I think mm-hmm. he would would be trying to push the boat out and give a,
5: there were some yeah. moments in the game last night David just simple wee bits of movement and touches which were yep. class. Yeah, you yeah. could see. He's always had that yeah, movement yeah, thing, y- hasn't he? Yep. Yeah, you could see that, and I, I'm I'm shocked at. Listen, he had a great time at Dundee, but I still think Lee Griffiths at 31 with the ability he's got is worth a chance. Davey, what's your scoreline? Do you think it's going to be Hearts or Dundee?
6: I think Hearts by a couple. I think Dundee are in mm-hmm. bother, uh, and it's a shame because I believe the the budget is one of the the, the highest mm-hmm. outside the Old Firm. They pushed the boat out for Jason Cummings, uh, Lee Griffiths. It mm. didn't work out. Um, I think they're in bother. hearts will win that by a couple, I think.
4: Aberdeen Celtic. We'll come back to St Mirren in a moment or two. Here's the Celtic team just in. Thanks, Joe, for this. Hart and goals, of course. Ralston, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Taylor. McGregor, the captain. O'Reilly and Hatati. Abada, Jota and Maeda. So, And on the bench then, uh, Bain, of course. Scales, Beaton. Gikamakas McCarthy Rogic on the bench
6: Johnson Forrest and Welsh no Yoranovich on the ben- no, bench doesn't no, start not and not on there. the bench either
1: no nope. well I'm assuming yeah.
6: it's an injury um, um, mm. um, but interesting one Maeda and ahead of mm-hmm. Um but I, I, I just think it shows you the, the strength of the Celtic squad now um, that he's in a, a really good position where he can rotate give one or two a rest and it's a great position to be in
5: did you Ma- not think Davey Maeda looked better through the middle yeah yeah, yeah I, th- I thought he looked a different player on Sunday yep. when Gio Maki's come off and they, they put him through um, just look, he looked brighter yeah, and that's and his it, position
6: Top scorer in the J League last mm. season so he obviously knows his way to goal as well and Gio Camacus, Mm just not convinced I thought he did really well mm. in, the, in the old Firm game even if he didn't score but I'm, I'm not totally convinced about him Maeda for me would be the better mm. choice Got more team news coming in. Just
4: still waiting for the Rangers team. The Hibbs team has come in first. Right there, Macy in goals. McGinn, Porteous, Rocky, and Cadden. Doig and Mitchell and Stevenson. Doyle Hayes, Henderson, and Nisbet. So that's the uh, Hibbs lineup on the bench. Dabrowski, of course, the keeper who did well for them last week. Wright, Doig, Muller, Jasper, Allen, McGregor, Scott, and and Campbell. But we're still waiting for the Rangers team, should be with us uh, in a moment or two. Um, St Mirren, I want to ask you about Saints, the, the Battle of the Saints. Ryan, the Saints fan, is often on. He's been on the social saying he reckons 2 1 to St Johnson. Uh, here's the lineup for St Mirren Jack Anigan goals, of course. Fraser, Shaughnessy the skipper, Dunn, Tate, Power, Gogic, Ronan, Kilty. Jones and Grieve. I'll give you the St. John'son lineup in a second or two, because the Rangers lineup has just landed. Here we are, Barry McGregor, of course, in goals. Tavernier, Goldson, Balligan, and Bassey Kamara,
5: Lundstrom, and Arebo, Arfield, Kent, and Morellas. Yeah, I don't think he would have changed it, apart from obviously Ryan Jack getting injury, and obviously Ryan Jack been out, Kamara come come in. Um, I thought he would have stuck with the same mm-hmm. um, team, apart from obviously. As we just mentioned, they're Ryan Jack out injured, but strong team. Listen, that team must be fully confident with the the performance they put in on Sunday. On the bench, John McLaughlin, of course, Barisic, Zukovsky, Davis,
4: Ramsey, as expected, Sands, Ahmad, which is Diallo, of course, Ruth and Fashion Sakala. Davy, the Rangers lineups, a strong bench, yeah.
6: Um what do you uh, make of Rangers? Yeah, no I, I worry for Hibs tonight I mean if Rangers yeah. play anywhere near the way they did against Hearts then it could be a good night for Rangers not just in terms of points but for goal difference as well I think Rangers could win by quite a few there tonight great chance for them can I
4: take you back to St Mirren against St Johnson still waiting for the St Johnson lineup, but it's been a better week for them Davey after that horrendous run they got a win they got a draw but St Mirren I mean here in the West we'd love to see them top six wouldn't we
6: they're doing brilliant I mean they missed out last season just uh, switched off at Hamilton in the very last minute of the game that, mm-hmm. that cost him a, a top six but Jim Goodman doing a, a really good job great result against Hibbs, and at home uh, I've got to fancy him tonight Tony Fitzpatrick's last year as chief exec he's standing down at the end of the season yeah, what a servant it should be a statue of Tony outside is there uh, not? <laughs> uh, well listen unless, unless <laughs> yeah. I've missed it any no. time I drive by but what a servant both as a, a player a manager uh, Chief Exec, just uh, St Mirren through and through. And what a good player he was as well. And a great human being, isn't he? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Magnificent. So,
4: St Mirren, you're going for tonight? For Saints? St Myrne, Home yeah. Saints, yeah. Barry, what do you reckon?
5: Um, I think this will be a close one. Um, but you just look at the last two results that Mirren have had, beating Aberdeen, went away to Easter Road, beat Hubs. Um And they're two teams that you would expect to be challenging for third place. Um, so they're in good forum. Obviously confidence in Johnson. Um, St. Johnson. You just mentioned they'd get a one and a draw. I can't see pass it, man. No. But I think it'll be a close one, 2-1. One. Here's, so mother- right. here's the mother. Right. 2-1 for St. Myrne. Here's the mother will line up at Dundee United
4: tonight. Barry reckons nil-nil. Davey, you reckon on this one, Dundee United Motherwell, Your prediction? Uh, Dundee United by a uh, hair's breadth. One. By, okay, one goal. by one goal. Yeah. Is Tony Watt going to get his goal? Well, we'll give you the team shortly. We've got the Motherwell team. Kelly and Goals, uh, Mugabe, Saul Holm, O'Jala, McGinley, Goss, Slattery, Donnelly, Effort, Woolery and Roberts. And on the bench for Motherwell, just trying to make it a bit bigger here, the old uh, mince pies, it's tiny, it's Fox and Goals, <laughs> O'Donnell is on the bench, uh, Carroll, uh, Van Veen, Shaw, Cornelius, Grimshaw, Tierney, And Shields, so a few changes there from Van Veen on
6: the bench, that's a strange one as well. Because you know he he looked a natural successor to Tony Mm. Watt. They were you know Graham was saying he hoped that Van Veen could could fill the the vacuum left by Tony Watt going Mm. to to Dundee United. He's not even starting tonight. It's a strange one, Stephen O'Donnell yeah, bombed as well.
5: Yeah, he's obviously not been happy with Mm. the the performance and he's ringed the changes and listen, um he's dropped his captain, he's a leader. Um, obviously he's he's wanted to change it up. So that's what you've got to do sometimes as a manager to try and, and get a reaction. Here's Jim from Rutherglen, a Celtic fan. Jim, good evening.
9: Good evening, Paul, Davy, Barry. Hi Jim. Good Hi Jim. Jim. What
5: do you make of the lineup
9: tonight?
4: Did you hear it? Yes,
9: I yeah. it just heard it just there. I was hoping Jackie Marcus would play. I fancied him for a for a goal, but I think it's still a strong lineup. I still fancies to do it. Uh, Yeah. Actually, if I can make a wee point to David and Barry for me. Of course. It's been a week since the Celtic Rangers game, and I think I know what your answers are going to be. But (laughs) given the fact that it was all Celtic fans, it was to ask both your boys' opinions, seeing as you have played in so many of them. Would you rather play in front of a stadium entirely of your own fans or three quarters and a quarter of the opposition?
4: Okay. Barry.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I I would rather go back to what you just mentioned at the end there three quarters and a quarter Jim if I'm been honest with you I think uh-huh. that makes it that makes the old firm games certainly yeah. playing at home when I played the Ibrooks, having the three stands full of your own supporters turning to the left and the stand was full of Celtic supporters I loved that I, I thought that brought more to the the game and obviously going away to Celtic Park having the corner eight or nine thousand I think it was um, round about yeah. so for me Jim I would rather. I think if you ask any ex-player or current player, they would. Mm-hmm. I think hundred percent of them would agree with me. Davy.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I I can go back to you know when I was playing. Celtic uh, had almost half of Ivorooks and likewise when Rangers came to Celtic Park, it was almost half and half. Uh, certainly, I, I watched an old old film game the other night and Celtic supporters had certainly half of the the front enclosure in the old main stand. The whole of the Celtic end and part of the what is now the Sandy Garden, mm-hmm. yeah. um stand. So there was there was a very significant Celtic support on the ground. And yeah, I, I think it adds to. I mean, listen, I, I don't think Police Scotland would be in favour of it uh, returning to what it was, but it, it made for the atmosphere.
5: It's and, just like yeah. see, like you're playing at Ibrox and Celtic have got mm-hmm. the full stand, eight or nine thousand. It made it going over to take a corner. You were getting yeah. absolute yeah. muller mm-hmm. But I, I enjoyed that. It was that that was part of it. Mm-hmm. But when obviously now I never played, and what has happened just now with the 52,000 and only Rangers fans, I enjoyed the Celtic fans. They, are, they created a bit of atmosphere. There was good banter between them, shouting and balling. So I, I hope at some stage, Jim, they get it back to where it used to be. Jim, what would you do if you were in charge
4: at Celtic? Oh, Paul, I'm the same as
9: the boys. I'm a traditionalist. I've grown up, you know, watching this. Celtic games, and it was always that kind of If you won at Ibrooks, it would make it even sweeter, and it would be the same the other way around as well. And I just worry just now, there seems to be, I think, if you were to take a poll a lot of Celtic fans, a lot of them would want it to stay the same. Yeah. And to me, that would, wouldn't it be the same, would it ever be the same unless they're drawn together in maybe cup competitions?
4: No, I think you're absolutely right. And the drawbridges are coming up in football clubs, lots of them, you know, and there's a lot of good th- things with the clubs, but, you know, I know, um, yeah, a lot of people feel that the clubs are beginning to control their uh, own media. They want to control who's in the ground. It's
5: good that Jim agrees yeah, with us, yeah. but I'm a wee bit worried what Jim just says there. Quite a lot of the Celtic fans yeah. would like to keep it the way it is. Um, I'm surprised at that. A lot, a lot of the Celtic fan media are,
9: are kind of like that, Barry, I've got to mm. say, but I hope it, I hope it doesn't. Now, David. I don't know, if, obviously you've been at Sky for a long time. They're only just into a, a deal with Scottish football, but I would always I wonder if like, when they go to renew it, do you think Sky or whoever it is that would show your games would insert a clause where the opposition fans have to be allowed on? Because let's face it, that's why the invest
6: in out for football. It's a premium game. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think Sky would have any influence in that, uh, to be honest with you. No. Uh, I'd love to think they could have because it's more of a spectacle when you have supporters of either club in the, in the stadium. Much more of a spectacle. Yeah. I don't think Sky would ever get that amount of, of leverage when it came to issues like that. And I th- also think, I think, the the way things are at the moment suits too many people I think it suits either club Mm. because they can accommodate most of their season ticket holders it cuts out some of the damage that's done to either stadium after these games it's easier for the police Mm. to police the games so unless the SPFL themselves step in here and say wait a minute here this is our flagship game it's shown throughout the world and we want it to be more of a spectacle and you're going to have to give up so many seats to the other club Jim makes a great point people get entrenched people get used
4: to it now and that's what happens people say no no and also I do understand if it's your season ticket that you've got one of those ones that you're not at every game then they must have got used to being at the Rangers game or at the Celtic game I get it Jim we're going to have to go to the break what's your scoreline tonight in the two big games um, Rangers, Hibs who's going to win? Paul I
9: think both games Celtic and Rangers
4: are going to win 3-0 all the way Jim thanks very much for calling
3: the Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you.
4: Let's go! go, 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 go. Huge games on tonight in the Singed Premiership. Let's go first of all then to Patodre. We heard the Celtic lineup earlier, but let's hear Aberdeen and Celtic, the voice of football. Good evening, Rob McLean. Hi Paul, I'm just
11: running in the travel there. if you had any information about leaving Aberdeen about 10 o'clock tonight, how the roads were going to be on the way out, but uh, maybe that doesn't uh, qualify under your your area, to go, area of expertise.
4: I'll just check out the Dramochtar
5: Pass, I know Scotland very, very well. <laughs> Is that I'm the hoping, new bypass? I'm
11: hoping, going, I'm hoping not to be going back that way, Indeed. but anyway, yeah, it'd be useful to know.
5: 10 yeah, centimetres of snow tonight.
4: Rob. <laughs> but, <laughs> just that's just a normal night at Petaudry. no it's not going to be that bad in case you're worried about uh, loved ones coming home Rob
11: <laughs> yeah let's get, let's get the team news why don't, we, why don't we do the team news two changes for Celtic uh, from the team which thumped Motherwell on Sunday uh, they're both on the bench Tom Rogic drops out and uh, Georgius Yakumakis is among the substitutes as well uh, the only sort of key player missing tonight is Juranovic. There's no sign of him in the squad. He came off the bench at the weekend. So the two coming in tonight are Matt Riley to replace uh, Tom Rogic, uh, and Jota uh, returns to the starting lineup. So Celtic will be Hart and Goals, Rolston, Carter, Bickers, Starfelt, Taylor, McGregor, Hatate, and O'Reilly, Abada, uh, Maeda in the middle, and Jota on the left. Uh, so that looks a pretty strong. Celtic team on the bench, Bain, Scales, Beaton, Yakamakis, McCarthy, Roggets, Johnston, Forrest and Welsh. Uh, the Aberdeen team tonight, uh, three changes for them on the back of the team that lost at Livingston at the weekend, one point out of nine for them from their last three away games. Um, Adam Montgomery, of course, is on loan, can't play against Celtic, he's out. Uh, Fuenzo Ojo and Teddy Jenks are both on the bench, incoming for Aberdeen are uh, Declan Gallagher, Dylan McGeoch, and the captain, Scott Brown, who missed out at the weekend. He was on the bench. He obviously uh, starts this one for them. So it's going to be a back three by the looks of it for Aberdeen. Gary Woods and Gulls, uh, McCrory, Gallagher and Bates will be the back three. Ramsey and, Ramsey and Hayes, the wing-backs. Uh, Brown and McGeoch uh, in the middle of midfield. Uh, and uh, Barry's nephew, Lewis, and Vicente Bessauen, the, the former Dutch youth international uh, supporting Christian Ramirez who is certainly uh, one player who is doing his job at the moment because he's taking his goals tally for the season to 13 but I'm just wondering uh, Barry uh, w- what, you, what you make about that Aberdeen lineup? I mean, obviously uh, they're looking to try and choke the game as much as possible and, and get something out of it if they possibly can and with a back three and Brown and McGee two holding midfielders it's probably fairly clear what Aberdeen's plan is tonight.
5: Yeah but uh... I agree with you Rob just when you mentioned there McGeoch and Scott Brown I think they two will anchor in the middle of the pitch and that then will allow Lewis which I think's a big part of his game Rob getting forward yep. breaking into the box um, I like seeing Lewis play there because there's goals in his game no doubt about it so having they two in beside him that then will free Lewis up to get beyond and up and support Ramirez Yeah I mean
10: you
11: know David, you, you you look at Aberdeen's performances against the top two this season, they've drawn twice with Rangers, they've twice taken Celtic pretty close, both games mm. finished 2-1, uh, there was a late goal at Pittodrie that Jota scored, that won it in October, and there was that fairly freakish goal where a clearance went in off Callum McGregor in November uh, to win it for Celtic, so Aberdeen's performances against the, 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 the top two are in real contrast to what they've done against the teams below them in the league, which is... Probably a pretty frustrating position for them to be in, but all logic tonight points to Aberdeen being in pretty poor form and Celtic are flying.
6: Yeah, I mean, I, the the big danger for me tonight for Celtic, Rob, is complacency. I mean, I think if Celtic are in the type of frame of mind they have been in the last two games against Rangers and Motherwell, they, they'll be fine. Always tricky getting up there, and and if you look at Aberdeen individually, they they, they should be doing much better than they are. They're more than capable yeah. of of giving Celtic up a difficult night I just I just feel at the moment Celtic are in the best place they've ever been under Ange Postacoglu um, more or less unstoppable uh, for me um, interesting to see how Maeda does instead of Gio Kamakis, top scorer in the J G- League last season so the Aberdeen defenders won't know too much about him and I, I just I just think given Celtic's forum just now the confidence of the club the momentum I think yeah. it's going to be another long night for Stephen Glass
4: Rob, do you expect both Glasgow sides to just remain one point apart after tonight's games? I would think so. I mean,
11: when you look at what happened on Sunday, I mean, it wasn't just that they both won. They both won by a country mile, didn't they, in the end of their games. And it's getting down to that stage of the season, isn't it? With 13 games to go, there's no margin for error at this stage. And I think just going, just building on what Davy was saying there, I think now that Celtic have got a sniff of the title, now that they've poked their noses in front, um, you know, I just think there is, there is so much of an incentive for them, and, and they're the they're the team. I mean, Rangers stuttered a bit, obviously, off the back of the winter break. They they bounced back yep. to form there at the weekend, but Celtic uh, seem at times unstoppable at the moment, and you know they're, they're able to. To, to rest Tom Rogic and, and bring in O'Reilly, has done really well when he's played for them. And obviously, uh, Jota back in the starting lineup yep. tonight. And, and you just feel that the, the, there's a real hunger uh, with Celtic at the moment to, to win, you know, probably what at, what at the start of the season we would have called the most unlikely of, of yep. titles.
5: Mm-hmm. Barry, final word. was hey, Rob, just yeah. a quick one. Any truth in Snodgrass going up to Aberdeen? Have you heard anything?
11: I, I mean, I've heard the rumours. Like you, um, Barry. I, I mean, I don't know what 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 Robert Snodgrass's position is. Whether, whether you know, if he gets a decent offer from England, he would he would be happier to stay down there. I know I know Hibbs are interested mm-hmm. as well. I, I saw I saw a few Hibbs tweets actually. They're they're pretty defeatist whenever they feel, whenever they hear that Aberdeen and Hibs are in for a player. They, they're expecting the red and white scarf to be round his neck within a <laughs> minute. You know that. <laughs> that's the way they feel about it I mean he would be a fantastic signing because I think he would lift everything if he came here and he's got real quality but I think I think we're still in the rumour category at the moment. Indeed.
4: Rob thanks for that I've just checked the weather you're okay. A bit of rain but you'll be fine coming Excellent. back down from Aberdeen along with the Celtic fans afterwards. Uh,
11: I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, yeah. I'll be back by five o'clock
4: tomorrow <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> Well that's what counts. Rob will be back tomorrow night with Craig Moore and Leanne Crichton Cheers Rob. So that's the Aberdeen Celtic lineups uh, Rangers Hibs we gave you earlier but Rangers, fans, you're McGregor, Tavernier, Golden, Balligan and uh, Bassey. Uh, no Ryan Jack, as you know. So Glenn Camara is in. Lundstrom, Aribo, Arfield, Kent, and Morellas. Uh, Will you both think Celtic are going to win tonight? And Barry, you said already you reckon Rangers. Is it going to be a bit like what they did against Hearts? Do you think there's going to be three, four? S-
5: Scotty to be the same approach. Yep. Paul, Scotty to be the same approach. And have they approached in the same manner? Rangers will win convincingly tonight because they've got to have um, have in the back of their mind Hibs um, are low confidence. They've had some bad results over the last couple of weeks. So the best thing to do when you come up a team, come up against a team like that is come out the traps as quickly as possible. And that's what Rangers will do. If they do that, 3-0 Rangers tonight. And Davey, is there any... Well, there's always hope.
4: Hibs did it against Rangers in December for them, but I think you expect Rangers to do just, it tonight. It's hard
6: yep. to find, looking at the way Hibs yep. are playing the last... Few results, hard to find any hope for them at all. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think Rangers could have a really good night. you not just in terms of winning the game, but also eating into the difference in goal difference. You think it's going to go all the way? I, th- I think Rangers mm. could score quite a few, tonight. it could be another Hearts result. Mm.
4: I know Fredo Morellis
6: in great form at the
4: weekend, uh, and another chance for him tonight at Ibrox. He looked so at yeah. home. On
6: yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he enjoys the, the stage that Ibrox uh, offers him, and if he gets the service he got uh, at the weekend, he he wouldn't be surprised if he
2: if he helped himself to a few tonight again.
4: Quick word from the Rangers manager about tonight's game. I think a similar
2: game in, you know, in in, in system-wise, you know, they played, uh, Hips played hearts uh, last week with the same systems with five in the back. Uh, You know, we are prepared well and, uh, you know, we all also know we had a, you know, a tough tough game when we were last time... uh, playing hips away. It's a new game, but, um, you know, our main objective is um, the way we uh, we are and behave ourselves and that has to be the same as we, we had on uh, on Sunday against Hearts. So
4: that's GVB ahead of the Hibs game and Ansh Bostogoglu at Petodri.
1: I think irrespective. I mean, you know, if they're on a good run, I wouldn't be feeling any calmer about things. So, you know, what you do know is they've got some really good players. I mean, they're a good quality squad. Um, you see them against Rangers a few weeks back and they looked a strong outfit so you kind of go in there expecting them to be at their best and at their best they're, they're a tough opponents, particularly um, you know at, at, on their home ground So but they just don't do it often
4: enough so but it's been some uh, programme are we both going to continue winning tonight do you think just a quick one we've got 30 seconds unbelievable
5: yep. last Friday night we spoke about it Monday yep. against Davies Old Club mm. 1-0 I mean I, Listen, as every opportunity our growth could be a Premier League team. So, what's an achievement? I win
4: against Hamilton. Oh,
5: my lo- I know, on, I know. 20
4: seconds left. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah. Um, I'll go our growth. Davy, who's winning the derby? Kelly or Ayr?
6: Kelly so, by a couple, I think, tonight. Yeah, yeah they've, they've got a win. Yeah. No margin for error. now. Kelly for me. And here in the Premiership,
4: it's going to go all the way now, isn't it? We reckon both uh, so. classical clubs winning tonight. Yep. yep Celtic 3 1. 3 1 to Celtic. David yeah, I
6: wouldn't disagree Celtic by 2 uh, I think Rangers by 4 or 5 Rangers by 4 or 5 Barry your final Rangers scoreline
4: yeah 3-0 no. by 3-0 no. yeah. right that's it Barry Davy thanks so much thanks James thanks to everyone who called in tonight we're back tomorrow night at 5
3: The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you Let's go Go, go.